Skill 19 of spiritual intelligence is making wise and compassionate decisions. That is one of my areas of practice as an executive coach is coaching one-on-one clients to the 21 skills of spiritual intelligence. Skill 19 is making wise and compassionate decisions and all of my clients, I can't think of one that I've worked with, has not in some way, shape or form dove into that practice with me and really elevated their leadership skill set in that way. Hey everyone, it's Amy Lynn Durham and you're listening to Create Magic at Work. Create Magic at Work is on a mission to equip senior leaders with tools they need to be a true quantum leader and actually understand what that means. Improve employee engagement, retain top talent, and transform your workplace culture to have less drama and stress. So let's start making magic. Check this out. Job satisfaction is 35% higher under wise leaders, 34% higher under compassionate leaders, and 85% higher under leaders who are wise and compassionate. You got to have both. (laughs) Burnout is 25% lower under wise leaders, 22% lower under compassionate leaders, and 64% lower under leaders who are wise and compassionate. You got to have both. This is a study that recently came out from Harvard Business Review about compassionate leadership. And I had to talk about it with everyone today because one of the number one things I coach with my one-on-one clients and in workshops is how can I be a wise and compassionate leader? How can I make wise and compassionate decisions as a high-level leader? It's a skill that you learn It's a skill that you practice daily. It's a skill that you practice throughout your life. So the results are in. If you're trying to be a hard leader at work and then be human at home, you're going to eventually lose your team. And as we're coming out of the pandemic, people have pandemic fatigue. There's recently, as I'm recording this episode, there's been a lot of tech layoffs in the news what is going to differentiate companies and leaders? It's this. Can you be a leader that makes wise and compassionate decisions? Can you lead with wisdom and compassion? If you can do that, you're going to have the most amazing team that works for you because I just want to reiterate these stats because they're so incredible. 35% higher job satisfaction under a wise leader. 34% higher job satisfaction under compassionate leaders. 85% higher job satisfaction under leaders who are wise and compassionate. Skill 19 of spiritual intelligence is making wise and compassionate decisions. That is one of my areas of practice as an executive coach is coaching one-on-one clients to the 21 skills of spiritual intelligence. Skill 19 is making wise and compassionate decisions. And all of my clients, I can't think of one that I've worked with has not in some way, shape or form dove into that practice with me and really elevated their leadership skill set in that way. So today, what I want to do for you is offer a gift and we're going to talk about skill 19, making wise and compassionate decisions. And hopefully this will help you throughout your week, throughout your day, throughout the rest of the year, your life, be a more wise and compassionate leader and tap into that those data points that I shared and lower 
burnout within you and your team by 64%. How amazing is that? So this is not a soft skill. This is not woo-woo. This is productivity and profitability. This is quantum leadership. You get to have both. You get to have humanity and you get to have the feel-good feelings with your team. You get to have all of these amazing statistics for your work. It's a no-brainer. I'm going to offer three things to think about on how you can be a wise and compassionate leader to practice throughout your life, but start today. (laughs) The first is not overly controlling outcomes. That is one way that you can be a wise and compassionate leader, understanding that others may take a different journey to get to the same result, not overly controlling, especially in this day and age when companies are giving up control a lot more because they just don't have time to micromanage because things are just moving too fast. So they're placing higher levels of trust in their employees than in the past. And that is actually a good thing because you're imparting trust onto your team. So they think about their work and they can think about what would be the best decision to make in what they would do. And you're removing learned helplessness. So think about one or two things that you might be overly controlling in your workspace or with your team. Are you stepping in to do someone else's work because you think that you can just get it done faster and you don't want to have to deal with it or you'll, you'll do it the right way, quote unquote, and you don't, and then that way you don't have to explain it to someone else and take the time. I've seen that with some leadership and I've done it myself Like, oh, I don't have time to explain this. I'll just do it the right way myself. Well, we're not empowering our teams to be able to think on their feet when we're doing that. And we're not opening up space for new, innovative ways to do things either. So that's number one, not controlling. The second is boundaries. That is a high level, wise and compassionate leadership skill. Can you... Set boundaries and limits for yourself and be an example for others. So let's go back to the first example of not controlling outcomes. Say you're a leader of a team and you're stepping in and you're really trying to control exactly how someone does something. Maybe you're taking on work that others should be doing because you're afraid it's not going to get done right, like I said. Maybe, let's add another part to the equation. Maybe you're that empathetic ear in the workplace Because you think that is what a compassionate leader is and you have no boundaries and you're listening to everyone vent all day. It's time to put some limits and boundaries on you and your leadership. That is part of being a wise and compassionate leader. I would ask you to make a list of what are three things that you need to do your job well. Take a look at that list and really see what it is, what's on it let me tell you a little story here. I had a client one time and they were working on a really important project and senior leadership really trusted them in completing this project and completing it well. And my client met with me and they were talking about this project and they were saying, you know, I have so many meetings about this project that I can't get the project done. And we sat there and really dove into what my client really needed to succeed for senior leadership. And guess what it was? They needed less meetings. 
They needed time on the, this is tapping into inner wisdom, heart overhead. What do I need to really succeed in this project and not just follow what everyone else thinks I need to do? Okay, here's what I need. I need less meetings. I need time on the treadmill every night. This is what the client came up with. They needed time on the treadmill every night because that's when their creative flow started. And that's when they would feel unblocked. They needed space to get the work done. And that was the boundary that they came up with, being wise and compassionate to themselves as a leader. So the next challenge was to express this to leadership. And so the next meeting, courageous and brave this client was, they went in and shared what they need to be successful on this project. And it opened up so much space for them by creating these boundaries, tapping into inner wisdom, inner compassion for self, that the project was done in a very successful way. So that's an example of boundaries and getting clear on what you really need to be an amazing leader and to let others be amazing leaders around you. The third tip for being a wise and compassionate leader to decrease burnout by 64%, consider the feelings of everyone affected by a decision. When you're making a decision and you're considering everyone that could be impacted by that decision, that is a high level practice. And that is a high level skill that you can weight lift in. You're not going to get it right every time, but it would be a really cool thing if as you're going through your work and as you're managing your teams, you take a pause and consider when you make a decision, the ripple effect that this decision might have on every single person within your sphere. And as you're making the decision, make a conscious effort to put your ego aside, which is that place of fear or maybe the overthinking part, the protection place, the judgment place, and really try to balance head and heart and access that calm quantum leader space of higher self that place within you that comes from wisdom, compassion, and love. This is a practice that you can do every day. And it's also, like I always say, it's a life journey. You're not going to get it right all the time and that's okay. So I really want to challenge you to try these three things that I'm gifting you in being a wise and compassionate leader. Try not to control others. That's one. Two, make sure you're setting proper boundaries for yourself and for others. But remember, wise and compassionate to yourself first, and also wise and compassionate to others. It will ripple out. Three, when you're making decisions, when it comes to decision making, consider the feelings of everyone affected by your decision. And before you make the decision, balance head and heart, tap into higher self, and try to put your ego aside, which is the judgment fear place. Bring in that wisdom that you have, that spark within you that you can access and see how that starts to transform your team and your organization. 
this is what I love. This is what I do. I love going into companies and leading. I love talking about making wise and compassionate decisions. I love walking you through exercises and real life situations that help you understand the beauty of this. And thank God Harvard Business Review came out with this latest data that's like, oh, yeah, burnout decreases by 64% if you're if you are a wise and compassionate leader and if you work for wise and compassionate leaders. There it is. There it is. So that's what we have to do. The inner work, the practice, the daily practice. The creativity that opens up from this, you can see it on the faces of everyone when they practice this, how it lights up the room with one-on-one -on -one clients. Uh, the client story I just told you earlier, imagine the amazing feeling they had when they were finally able to figure out what they really needed to complete the project and verbalize their boundaries to leadership and deliver for them. That's phenomenal. So go back. Listen to this again. Listen to the challenge. The three tips to do. You can play this podcast episode over and over again if you like, but just remember that a person's relationship with their leader is the primary factor that comes up in a person's job satisfaction. You do not have to make a choice of being a good leader, a good person versus being a hard leader. You don't have to do that anymore. The data is here. It's out here for all of us. 85% higher job satisfaction for leaders who are wise and compassionate, 61% higher organizational commitment for leaders who are wise and compassionate, and my favorite, 64% lower burnout for leaders who are wise and compassionate. Bookmark this episode. Go back and do the challenge. If you want to dive deeper, I'm here. I have one-on-one -on -one private coaching experiences, three-month programs that you can go through and 12 month, feel free to reach out to me. I do workshops with organizations and companies that exercise that muscle of being a wise and compassionate leader. And I will take you much farther than what you got in this episode. So I hope you enjoyed this. I'm sending magic to everyone and I will see you in the next episode. Have a great day. Hi everyone, Amy Lynn Durham here. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found at createmagicatwork.net or you can just look in the show notes in the episode and they're right there for you. Come back each week and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Keep joining us for more exciting episodes where we help you transform workplace culture to leaders that create less drama and stress and have high productivity and profitability. You have the power to create a burnout-free workplace right now. You can gain access to my new course, Create a Burnout-Free Team and Workplace, where you'll receive step-by-step -step tutorials in creating a team and organization that thrives. Click the link in the show notes to join us. I hope we brought a little magic to your day. Sending magic to everyone, and see you next time. <laughs>